Hi everyone, I'm Matt Crisofoli. I'm here with Ara Ogorian. We are advisors at ACAP Advisors and Accountants. And today we're gonna to take you behind the blog to go a little bit more in detail about estimated tax payments. Uh, what are estimated tax payments? Who should be paying estimated tax payments? Uh, how often am I paying them? What's that number based on? All these questions we'll address for you here. So with that said, Ara, who's supposed to be paying estimated tax payments? Great question, Matt. There's nothing more exciting to talk about than estimated tax payments because one of the greatest thrills in life is writing a check to the IRS or the state uh, taxing authority <laughs> on estimated tax payments you have to make. But all joking aside, estimated tax payments are when you have income outside of regular wages, you have to make sure that you're paying tax on, those, uh, on that income. So whether if it's dividend income, income from businesses, or income from other sources like consulting income, it's important to make estimated tax payments on that income throughout the year, so that way when it comes tax time, you have not underreported your taxes you've paid, and that you don't get dinged on not making those payments in a timely manner. And what I mean by that is, if you uh, had maybe half your income in wages, and the other half as far as dividends or interest and some other business income, and then you made one big estimated tax payment at the end of the year, the IRS and the Franchise right. Tax Board or state agency are going to be like, no, 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 that's not good enough. We want that money when you earned it, mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that you pay taxes accordingly when you uh, when you earn that money. Right. So it, it, it's on non-employee wages. It's on dividends, interest income. How much of a difference does paying those payments quarterly make at the end of the year? Like, What sort of penalty would someone be looking at if they're if – they, only pay it at tax time once a year, let's say in April following the close of the year. So they're going to pay uh, an interest penalty and they're going to pay a, uh, a late uh, penalty as well on that. So they need to keep in mind that if they don't make it in a timely manner and they don't uh, project out their, uh, their income for the year and make those payments that they're going to get penalized for. One way they can do to avoid it is do what's called a safe harbor payment. So they can take 100% uh, of the prior year's taxes and make estimated tax payments based on that for the following mm -hmm. year. If their income is above a certain threshold, I believe it's 150, if it's above 150, is it 150? Uh, okay. uh, I think it's 150. Yeah. Then they have to make 110% of the prior year's uh, tax payments for the, for the current year. Or they can pay 90% of their estimated tax for that of the current year. So if they do that, they may uh, they will avoid the penalty of uh, late filing, right. but they may still owe taxes depending on what their income is. Right. So I think I think the the the, the takeaway from that is if your income varies wide, widely from year to year, there's a couple different methodologies you can use to make sure that you don't pay the penalty. You still owe the tax, so it's, it it doesn't uh, absolve you of the tax payments by paying that amount. You're going to owe whatever tax you're going to owe regardless. But what you're, what you're trying to eliminate is the penalty of saying hey, we didn't receive these payments when we were supposed to, and um, and now there's going to be an extra penalty and interest on top of that. Right. And if you don't think you did it correctly, you're going to get a nice uh, letter from your friendly neighborhood <laughs> tax collector saying that uh, you did not pay in a timely manner and that you have to uh, uh, cough up some more money and pay a penalty as well. Uh, the, the best thing to do is start planning early on, uh, do tax projections mid-year, see where you're at, work with your CPA, your accountant, figure out what your estimated tax liability is going to be for that year, so that way there are no surprises. Uh, there's a great saying, surprises are for birthdays, not for taxes. Right? <laughs> the last thing you want is a surprise letter from the IRS. That's the worst thing. When you get a letter from the IRS or the, or the state taxing authority, 
that's that'll that'll ruin your day. So one last question I have, and and um, hopefully you can shed some light on this. Let's say I work a regular job, but then every December, based on how good the company does or how good I did, if it's a sales position, I get one big check. How am I supposed to pay estimated taxes in April, June, and September when I just got one big check in December? I don't have the money to make the payments. What, what should I do in that case? Well, like I said, you're, you're supposed to pay taxes based on when you earned it. So if you get the one big check in December, there's no expectation that you're going to make estimated tax payments the first three quarters of the year because you didn't earn that money that time. Now, if it's a surprise check you didn't know about, then at that point, you got to re-engage with your accountant and figure out what's the estimated tax you should pay on that. But if you knew you were going to get that during at the end of the year, then it falls back again on the tax planning you were doing earlier on and uh, figuring out when that expected payment is going to be made, see if you can maybe defer a portion of it for this year and a portion the following year. There's different strategies you can do to minimize that tax bite. Right. Also, on the federal side, um, with your tax return, you can you can uh, inform them of when you receive these payments, which sort of helps uh, mitigate whatever estimated tax penalty there might be um, because you can say, hey, this million-dollar check or this 500000 whatever the large check you got um, relative to your income was happened in December, basically tell the IRS all this money was earned in December or the, the rest of this money was earned in December, so this is how much my tax liability should have been on that date, and um, they adjust the, the penalty and interest accordingly. Yeah, so our, our bottom line is start planning early, talk to your uh, accountant and your CPA, get the conversation going, don't come to them after you've done a transaction or after something's <laughs> happened, after you've gotten the check, let them know beforehand. The more proactive you are, the better you're going to be as far as like estimated taxes and making sure that you don't get that surprise letter from your tax collector. Yeah, Uncle Sam's surprise letters are no fun to get. But... Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. This has been the ACAP Recap, where we go beyond the blog and shed a little bit extra light on some of the, the main questions that come up from our clients. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and um, connect with us on LinkedIn.